0: Welcome to the Tweed Couch Guitar Therapy Session where we talk about all things guitar related. My name is Dr. T, and I am not a licensed therapist. But I play one on a podcast. Today on the Tweed Couch, we are counseling on Thinning the Herd. Whether you have just a few guitars, pedals, and amps, or you have a warehouse full like Billy Gibbons or Rick Nielsen, at some point in your life you will find yourself wanting to sell your gear to either pay a bill, make some room, or or to buy more gear. Whatever your motivation, know that you share a common thread with people like Eric Clapton, David Gilmore, and Ted Nugent who all sold a number of their famous axes for charity or for profit. Of course, it can be very difficult to part with your gear as you develop and create memories with it. Nostalgia, value, or even promises never to sell can keep gear in your closet, collecting dust, and unused. But how much gear is too much gear? What are the reasons to sell? Will there be any regrets? And what is on the incoming list for Dr. T and Jason? Well, we will discuss this and more on this group therapy session with Jason on the Tweed couch jason it is great to have you back on again thank you for having a seat with me again virtually on the couch actually i'm laying down this time are you
1: yeah i've got a lot to discuss and get some therapy on so i am laying down or lying down whichever you prefer
0: you know what let me let me get out my pad and my pencil and also my elbow patches on my tweed jacket And then I will also make sure that I have my bubble pipe. Yes. And a pen. And thanks for start the recorder. Thanks for growing a uh, full beard as well. Full beard. Make sure that there's just a little skunk stripe in it so that you know that I have wisdom and age. Mm -hmm. It'll be good. I'm I'm ready then. So my question to you, good sir, laying on the couch is what's new, man? What is going on with you and your
1: gear purchases? Well, there has been a lot of movement lately. I bought some things. I've sold a lot of things. Really? And uh, yeah, I've I've got stuff moving in. I'm, I'm like a uh, Amazon warehouse. Things coming in, things oh, going yeah. out. Every day there's something shows up to my door. Yeah, I've been doing a lot of wheeling and dealing, and I've probably been selling more stuff than I have been buying, but I'm going on my theory still of, I'd rather have a few really good things than a bunch of good things. And so, not that I had bad stuff, but just, you know, things I hadn't played in a while, I started to get rid of. So, to answer your question, just today, I got a new Dr. Z Mini Z 110 combo.
0: That's awesome. What's the wattage on that thing?
1: It is a very modestly rated 5 watts. But I'll tell you, I had to turn it down today. I was hoping it'd be a little quieter than it even is. Yeah. I ended up turning my compressor on and putting the level down just a little bit because I wanted it a little bit quieter than it was. But I mean, it's awesome. I had one once before and had to sell it. Ended up not having one for a couple of years, probably five, six, seven years, and just really decided I wanted another one. And I got
0: another one. Well, and that's cool. So you said that you're getting stuff, so that actually brings us to yeah. what we're talking about, which is thinning the herd. Yeah. The herd being all of the gear and all the equipment. So yes. if you're talking about thinning the herd, you just mentioned something small, a Mini-Z. Yeah. So what else is on the docket of new stuff?
1: Well, let me say, first of all, and this is going to come as a shock to you most likely, but I found this Dr. Z Mini-Z on the Dr. Z page, and it was 650 bucks. And that was shipped, paypal would everything. And not only that, but it came with a Celestion Gold 10-inch speaker.
0: Wow. Yeah,
1: I heard that, and I was like, dang. Well, I just happened to have $650 sitting in my PayPal account because I bit the bullet, and I sold. What do you think I sold? Did Did you sell an
0: amp or a guitar? No, you sold a Klon. I sold the Klon. I sure did. Wow. And I'll tell you what. You only spent like three something on that Klon. I
1: bought it new. I bought, it was 269 plus tax. And so I paid just under 300 bucks. And I had somebody offer me 650 for it. And I thought, I'll tell you what. I would rather have a Mini Z than this Klon that I rarely used. And every time I used it, I was like, yeah, I mean, it sounds good. But it's yeah, it's not $650 good. And so... I even got to where I was kind of afraid to step on it because I was like, man, this thing's just going up in value. And I know I'll probably have a story someday about how it's worth $3,000 and I sold it for $650. But as of now, I'm happy with it. I don't understand how a uh, mass-produced PCB board boost pedal is selling for $600, $700. But whatever people want it, that's great. It didn't make me a better player.
0: You know, and that brings us back to that whole idea of cork sniffer yeah it does you know? I,
1: I even told kim i said you know i'll be honest with you i had it on my board because it was a status symbol and i when i really yeah. ask myself why do i keep this on my board it's because hey it's cool on instagram to have a clone on your pedal board but it it, it didn't make me play yep. any better so i wanted a little amp <laughs> i did th- my little practice amp that i had it was a little um a little fender champ it was actually one of those super champ x2s like like i think you had didn't yeah you? So I had one of those. Yeah, I
0: had one of those. Actually, we talked about that when we were talking about like amp modelers and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. So
1: so I had one of those that I used and I got it right around the first of, of a quarantine just to kind of play in the office and not be super loud. But went back to school, you know, and I'm, I'm a teacher and we're teaching and my kids this year have been struggling a lot with their mental health. And I had one girl who I taught for three years she had been struggling a lot this year and she was just having some mental health issues and she decided she wanted to pick up the guitar. And so I was like, you know what? We've got an extra guitar laying around. And so Oliver, my stepson, he offered up the affinity squire Strat. Oh. So we let her borrow it. And then she had to check out a school. She's, she's not currently at school right now. So I told Oliver, I said, Hey, let me buy that guitar from you or something. You know, let me just give it to her. It'll be good. Cause it's good for her. She's writing songs and, therapeutic yeah i said how about if i give you that amp because he had been wanting a new amp i was like how about if i give you that amp instead so i gave him that amp he gave her the guitar and then i was able to buy a replacement for my little amp which was a mini z so it was kind of a win 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 and somebody else got a con ktr out of it so it's it's the circle of gear life going on in texas
0: just like the new gear day pandemic podcast that we did you Mm -hmm. know that's your right. trash is someone else's treasure, even though none of it's trash. It's just... That's right. It was good. I just didn't want it anymore. And yeah. somebody else was happy to take yes. it off your hands. So. so I do have that. And then
1: also, um, I just recently bought a new cab for my Z-Rack Junior. It's a 112 combo cab, and it's got a greenback in there. And Oh, uh, cool. I'm still trying that one out, but it's cool. It's very cool.
0: Yeah, I am a greenback fan. You know it. I know you are. And
1: I bought it after listening to your speaker's podcast with Lloyd. I heard y'all talking about greenbacks, and I said, "Yep, I need another greenback. And so I bought one. I bought it new. Didn't buy it used. I just bought it new and said, this is just one of those I'm just going to keep. I I need it. I need a greenback in my life.
0: All right. So is there anything else that you have that is new? Like, what else is coming in? Since we talked
1: about our pedals last, I've kind of updated my board again. But I got the um, Source Audio Nemesis and Ventress, the delay and reverb. Mm -hmm. I got the King Tone Duelist again. I got another one of those. I got a Jackson Bell Star, which is a cool kind of overdrive. And then the thing okay. that has changed my life is the Morningstar MC6 MIDI controller. Oh, yeah. It is allowed MIDI
0: controller's cool.
1: It's allowed me to put my Terraform and my delay and my reverb up on the kind of the top shelf. I don't have to worry about tapping. I just hit a preset and it sends it. So, so yeah, those are, those are kind of my new things. Um, other than that, I've really been focusing on paring down stuff not gaining stuff
0: now i think you're holding back on me because you told me that you got a call or an email from sweetwater as well
1: i did yes i did let me let me read that i just got that tonight actually and it said hey jason i was able to bump you up in the line and your quad cortex is shipping today and i just wrote back holy cow that's freaking awesome thank you so much."
0: That is awesome. So the quad quirks hex is coming.
1: It's on its way, and I keep checking my email. I just keep pulling down refreshing to see if it's been shipped yet, and it has not, but it did say on Sweetwater's page that it was received. It's like, we've received it. You know, I'm kind of doing the math in my head, so they ship it out tomorrow, you know, mid next week, probably Wednesday. Yeah. I'm vaccinated. You're vaccinated. Yeah. I have to get you over here, and we can capture
0: some amps and pedals and see how it does. Oh, that would be so much fun. Yeah, we need to do that. I, you know, I'm glad you mentioned the quad cortex. I'm glad that that came up because when you sent that to me saying, I've got the quad cortex coming. Do you remember what day that you ordered your quad cortex?
1: I'm pretty sure I ordered it on February 1st.
0: That's awesome. You know when I ordered mine? When? February 1st. Are you serious? I did. And so do you know when mine's showing up? When? Maybe early June. Are you kidding? Yeah. I actually sent an email and I said, hey, I have a buddy of mine who ordered one. Don't you dare say and my name. And he said that it's being shipped. And he said, well, actually, I mean, if you would like, I can put you on the list right now. And I went, "Uh, no, you put me on the list. February 1st. Yeah. And I sent him the screenshots of the emails he sent me and he sent back and said, oh, so sorry, I actually misread. Yes, you are on the list, but you'll probably get it in early June. Oh,
1: gosh. See, mine went through like as an order. Did yours do that?
0: No, it did not. Actually, I called my guy and I said, I want one. Should I put in an order? And he said, no, I'll just put you on the list. Oh, I will tell you this right now. This is the last thing I will ever order from Sweetwater. Period. Really? Really? Yep. This is not the first time I've had an issue wow. with Sweetwater not doing what I asked. OK. And so let me t- I- let- tap
1: the brakes. A I'm done. Bit. Maybe it's just your guy. Maybe. Maybe you need to switch. I'm telling you, my guy, Randy Potet. he's a solid guy. He's a good guy.
0: Maybe you can talk to Randy, but I'm done. I'm serious. You know, another thing, too. I ever.
1: I will tell you this. Mm -mm. I I did not reach out to my guy. I went through the website and ordered it. So that may be the difference, too. I think I did it anyway.
0: Well, then I don't know the purpose of having a rep. Well. So all I have to say is that. Suck it, Sweetwater. (laughs) Suck it, Sweetwater. No. (laughs) So that, that's unfortunate, but I do have something else on order Okay. because honestly, I, I've got everything I need. I don't really need a whole lot more. I'm waiting for this high dollar quad cortex. And so I actually put something on order last year. Okay. And it should be like coming in to the luthier in the next few days. Okay. Is it a Kretzmann? It is. Is it? it is the Kretzman Tactical 59. Nice. So a buddy of mine that I met a long time ago, he decided to start a guitar company. And he went a route of, I'm just going to go buy this from South Vietnam or wherever, have it custom made to what I want it to be, have it shipped to me, and then I'm going to throw my luthier magic on it. Mm-hmm. And then I will ship them out to the people yeah. and it, it's actually a great price it's essentially a gibson double cut 59 mm-hmm. tribute junior yeah you know like the ones with the pick guard and the p90 and all that kind of stuff but instead of it being like an 800 hundred dollar dc gibson instead it's a 300 hundred dollar dc kretzman okay. and honestly i had a little bit of heartburn ordering it yeah. but a buddy of mine was starting a guitar company, and honestly, it's not that much money. So I decided to go ahead and take the plunge, and I think that'll be showing up probably sometime around my quad cortex. I definitely want to play that because
1: I have seen another one of our listeners playing his yes. his '59 tribute, and yeah, so I'm looking at those right now, and they are. Um, I, and I'm not one of these guys that says this a lot, but they're sexy. They're they look good now. I'm looking here yeah. and it says there's there's a run of 50 guitars, 30 that are matte black, 20 that are matte olive green. Which one did you choose? Well, why don't you guess?
0: Do you think that I like matte black or do I like green?
1: Yeah, that's a tough question.
0: And your brother got the black one, correct? Actually, he has the black one, but that's Kretzman's. Okay. He actually ordered the olive green. Dang,
1: I, this could go either way. I'm going to go... I see you with the black one. Final answer. I ordered the olive green one. Dang it. I was going to say that. <laughs> yeah. Because I would order the black one and I was like, Dr. T's a little yeah. different than I am in taste. So yep. yeah, my, my apologies. Well, you
0: know how I am. I like color. So I have a black PRS. I have a black ES-355. Yeah. But for the most part, I don't want black. Yeah. I like color.
1: Yeah. You don't like, and- I mean, I love black guitars, but seems like most of my guitars are either black or red right now.
0: That's true. Yeah. That's very true. If you are looking for a way to help support the Tweed Couch and it costs no money to you, then check out our YouTube channel and become a subscriber. Also, you can tell someone about the podcast and share an episode with them. Thank you for listening and thank you for your support. Let's hear from another sponsor. Are you looking for a party with a purpose? If you love music, if you love family friendly, if you love camping, then you should look into LifeFest. LifeFest is one of the largest Christian music festivals in America and draws attendees from across the United States to worship together, deepen their faith, and strengthen relationships with family and friends. This three-day event features dozens of artists, engaging seminars, and much more. This year in 2021, we have two festivals, come join a party with a purpose in Oshkosh Wisconsin on July 8th through 11th or on the Johnny Cash Hideaway Farm in Bon Agua Tennessee on July 29th through 31st. I'll see you there. So that's what's new. Yeah. So I guess the next thing that we should really try and figure out is if if we've got new stuff coming in, mm-hmm. maybe we should thin the herd. Yeah. But first before we talk about how we decide that I think it's more important for us to really define how much is too much when it comes to thinning the herd. So
1: here's how I kind of know whenever I have too much stuff. Whenever I start to see dust on my case, that means I probably haven't played that guitar enough. If I've got pedals that are sitting on my pedal shelf or sitting in a box, to me it's all about being is it being used or not. If it's being used, then keep it. If it's not being used, then consider selling it. And, you know, I've gone through th- phases before where I just immediately was like, I'm getting rid of this. But I've gotten to the point now where I will think about it and I'll say, I'm, I don't think I need this anymore. And then I'll wait a little while and I'll, I'll play it again and I'll say, "Man, nah, I don't think I need this and do it again. And, and after a couple months, maybe even a year sometimes, I'll finally just say, I'm going to go and get rid of that. And I actually did that today with something which I can't wait to tell you about.
0: Oh, well, I'm one of those types of people that I know that I have too much when it no longer fits in the guitar room.
1: True. Yes. You know, this year or a couple of years ago when I got married, I was able to upgrade my guitar room to a much bigger space. And you would think that I would be able to, you know, shove some more stuff in here, but I've actually done the opposite. I've gotten rid of stuff. That's been an interesting twist. Yeah. I have more spending money than I've probably ever had in my entire life, yet I'm getting rid of stuff. So it's a it's a interesting turn of events, as you might not have expected.
0: No, actually, I totally understand. My problem is, is that I have a lot of hobbies and a lot of instruments that I play. So because occasionally I will play drums somewhere, I want to have a drum set set up. Because I will play bass sometimes, I want to have bass stuff set up. Because I am a guitar player, I want to have guitars around me. But at the same time, this is my space. And in my space, I also have my editing area where I edit the podcast and where I, you know, do school stuff or I when I'm, you know, working on practice, you know, things for chiropractic and things like that I, mm-hmm. I I need a space. And so I've got a big executive style desk that has a lot of stuff on it and then of course I have a tweed couch. So that also is part of it as well. So when it starts to look like the feng shui ain't there, <laughs> when it starts to look like essentially actually do you remember zoo music? Oh yeah. Ooh.
1: So there yes. is an
0: interesting area in zoo music in fort worth and basically it was a pile of amplifiers yeah Stacked. and it's plunged. probably the best way to put it and it, they weren't even really stacked like stacked would be acceptable it yeah. was literally a pile it was like somebody and stacked also implies that there was some kind of plan
1: whenever they put them in
0: yeah it seriously ended up being something like somebody came in and said will you knock $20 off that guitar if I give you this whatever? And they went, yeah, just toss it on the pile. Yeah. Yeah. That's how this room went. Now, the rest of the place was cluttered, but at least it looked cared for. Yeah.
1: It reminded me of that movie, um, Every Which Way But Loose, where the orangutan knocks over the motorcycles and they all just kind (laughs) of. So it, it it was very much that. Like, if you make one wrong move in that store, it's a disaster. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's all going. So if the room starts to look like that, it's time for it to go. Mm -hmm. And so that's how I decide it's time to thin the herd. But at the same time, I'm also one of those people that knows his limitations. I need a Telecaster. I need a humbucker guitar. Mm -hmm. I need to have access to an acoustic and, and a mandolin and all of that kind of stuff. I I want a tube amp, but I also want my modeler. Yeah. I want some pedals. And so because of that, I know that there is a boundary in which thinning the herd, it will be too thin and then my ecosystem will be off and we will not be able to survive and essentially I've ruined the planet of Dr. T Studio. Yeah, which is a bad thing. Yeah, global pandemic that's right of my room 2.0 maybe it's just an endemic i don't know yeah that makes more sense yeah do you have a minimum
1: no i mean i do agree with what you just said but i don't know that i have a minimum i've kind of gotten more to where i've only got guitars that i truly love like if i don't truly love them or have some
0: sort of sentimental attachment to them i don't keep them Well, that actually brings up an interesting point that you said sentimental, because for me, the hardest part is to know when it's time to get rid of gear. Yeah. When it comes down to whether it be a guitar, a pedal, an amp, whatever, if it's sentimental, it doesn't go. Right. So
1: how about you? I tend to be a little sentimental about things, and so I'm really trying to break myself of saying that the value is in the guitar. So for instance, if I got a guitar and I really saved up for it, and it meant a lot to me. And I was like, I'm going to keep this guitar forever. And then now I'm kind of like, eh, I don't really love this guitar. I'm okay with letting that go. Like yeah. the few that I probably won't let go ever, or like the, you know, the one that I purchased whenever my grandfather passed away and, and gave me, you know, a little bit of money and my grandma bought me one for a college graduation, so those two are ones that you know they're just keepers. And I don't yeah. play either one of them that much because the Taylor's just too nice; like it, it just worries me to play. It. And then the other one, you know, the next a little thin on there from what I like now. But you know, I'm gonna keep those around forever yeah. and and hopefully hang on to them. And so, know.
0: how do you know it's time to get rid of gear then? So for me, it is
1: really just if I'm not playing it. Like I went to the guitar show today. The Dallas Guitar Show. Did you? I did. I actually sold a guitar that I did not think I would ever sell today.
0: If you didn't think you were going to sell it, why did you take it with you to the guitar show?
1: Well, I've d- I decided a couple of weeks ago I was going to sell it because after maybe a year or so of just saying, you know what? I've kind of, honestly, I've fallen out of love with this guitar. It was one that I just loved and I could not live without it. And I got to the point over the last couple of years where Having a decent amount of money in the bank has become more important to me than having guitars on the wall. And so yeah, so saving money has just really, it's been just a kind of a, it's just like a bug that's gotten me. I'm like, man, I just want to save money. So if I do come across a great deal on like a vintage Les Paul Jr., I can pay cash for it and not worry about it. Like that's what I want to, that's where I want to be. So today I sold my Blue Crook Telecaster with the benders.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: I did. I sold it and I sold it to a friend. I sold it to a friend with the agreement that if he decides to sell it, he'll offer it back to me first. But you know, I just, I really felt right about it. The only Telecaster I play anymore is my Danocaster. And if I don't play that one, I go straight for the Steve Warner model one, you know? And I figured two Telecasters that are very different ones, vintage and you know, the Danocaster and it's got a G bender in there. About to have a double bender. I'm going to send it back to Joe Glazer and you put a double bender in. Okay. The Steve Warner one's more of like a Nashville telly. It's a little more modern and has a B bender in there. And it seems to be all I need. I'm good with that. And then I've got the uh, Dan Ocaster Strat and then I've got the PRS Swamp Ash special that I got from you. It, it's, it's, it's all I want. And I will tell you, so the whole time we've been talking, I've been flipping through my phone to try to find this picture that I took a couple years ago. Of my guitars when I had them hanging up on the wall And do you want me to go through just real quick And tell you what there is And tell you whether I have it or not Yeah, go ahead Okay, so I'll go fast So I had a, I have a six string gold tone banjo It's a, you know, a ganjo Still have it Okay, one I have a six string gold tone mandolin Still have that as well Two I have a 50s tribute Les Paul Sold it Okay, one gone I have a Takamini classical guitar That my parents and my brother got me Still have it sentimental okay three here i have a um sunburst mjt strat that i sold
0: okay two down
1: i have a taylor 912c still got it okay four here i have a red prs silver sky i sold it Okay, three down i've got a Breedlove uh, acoustic kind of a mid to high end one sold that okay four down i've got the Danocaster. still got okay, it five up i've got a steve warner model takamini that i love Still have it. Okay, six up. Got the blue Crook Telly. I sold it. Okay, five down. We've got the Larravee D9. Probably would sell that if I thought I could get anything for it. All right, seven up. I had the MJT Cabernita. Sold that. Okay, six down. I've got another Steve Warner Takamini with the cutaway. Keep that. Eight up. I had the Brad Paisley Signature Model Telecaster with the G-Bender. Sold it. Seven down. And I've got the two Ernie Ball Axis Sports, the P91 and the uh, Single Single Humbucker. And I kept both of those nine, 10 up. So, I mean, I've sold, right. You know, almost half of my guitars for electrics. I'm down to ones that I just absolutely love, but I mean, I am so satisfied with that. And I'm, I mean, I am happy. And what, I mean, why shouldn't I be, I've got what six really great guitars. Like that's nothing. Yeah, to oh yeah. Be ashamed about.
0: Absolutely. You know, the thing is, is that when it's time to get rid of a guitar, when it's time to thin the herd, I often go down to, do I have the space to keep it? Mm -hmm. Do I have the budget to keep it? Yep. And is it getting used? Because if it's not getting used and I could use the money to do something else Mm -hmm. and the space is getting tight, then what's use to keeping it? Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I I will say, too, I, I have been the herd for a bunch of different reasons. I've done it before to pay for stuff. You know, when I was going to buy a house, I sold everything I could so I could get money for a down payment, everything I was willing to, you know, there was a time where I had way more debt than I wanted to have. And I was like, I'm, I'm selling all this stuff. I do not need this stuff. I'm going to pay off this debt and be done with it. And this time it is truly a, I'm not playing it. I'm selling it. And I will do the thing where if I get the, like the itch, like back before quarantine, probably I decided I wanted to sell the blue one. And I thought, I'm going to sit on it for a year. I'm going to just wait. And so I kept waiting. And i played every now and then. And it's a great guitar. I mean, I loved it. But it had a small, like a .83 neck on there. And I'm so used yeah. to playing a big, chunky neck now. It's just It just wasn't for me anymore. And so I'm fine with it. And I feel good about it. The guy, man, he was happy to have it. And I got what I think it was worth. So, I mean, it's good. Everything's good.
0: Yeah, I have gotten myself to a point where there's a couple of guitars that I could get rid of. Mm-hmm. But I don't feel the need to get rid of the guitars yet. And that's the key part. So a great example is my 2015 Les Paul Jr. It is a wider neck. It's that G-Force tuners. It has the really ugly Les Paul 100 script on it. Mm -hmm. It is not my favorite guitar that I have. But at the same time, a one pickup guitar is kind of needed. Yeah. In in my opinion, yeah. I say it's kind of needed because it really does force you to use less to do more. Mm-hmm. I feel like everybody should have one. I agree. With that said, this one is not that you know, like mm-hmm. it's just not mine. Yeah. But it scratches the itch for now. I got a great deal on it. I could sell it for that price or more. I'm not worried about it. Yeah. So when the Kretzmann 59 comes, mm-hmm. that's when. I think I will be ready to sell that off. Okay. Well, yeah, that's my
1: one. I mean, I've got a, oh my gosh, I've got so much gear that got away, but I owned a 58 custom shop, Les Paul Jr., the kind of the cherry red one, double cutaway. Oh, yeah. And I I don't know why. I mean, actually, I do know why. It was one of those times where I needed to pay off some bills probably, and I ended up selling it off. Man, I wish I still had that thing. You know, I think I had it for such a short amount of time, but... Oh, it was beautiful. And that single P90 in the back, mm, that's good stuff. Good. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: So I don't know if you have the same thought process that I do, but I find that my criteria for getting rid of a guitar is different than my criteria for getting rid of, say, like an amplifier. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Or a pedal. See,
0: for me, having a guitar that I don't play very much, like a Strat. Mm Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to get rid of the Strat because I want to have that in my stable. Yeah, you know, in in the herd. So I'm okay with not playing it all that often. Mm-hmm. A Telecaster, I want to have that in my stable. Yeah. A Les Paul, I want to have that in my stable. Some with P90s, I want that in my stable. Mm-hmm. So all that stuff makes sense. But when it comes to amplifiers, I don't find myself going, well, I need a Fender, a Marshall, a Vox a Dr. Z, a okay. Morgan, a Sir, a Mesa Boogie. Uh, you know, I don't find myself doing that. Mm. Okay. I don't know. Do you have a different criteria for guitar than you do amp?
1: Yeah, I do for sure. Guitars, I don't know. I just kind of like what I like if if I'm playing, but I do feel like, and this is probably goes back to way back, you know, and I, we've talked about before me, like dressing up like Richie Valens and trying to be that kind of thing. But oh, yeah, but even even to this day, like if I'm playing a Brad Paisley song, I'm not going to grab a Strat. If I'm playing a, um a, you know, a John Mayer song, I'm not going to play it on the telly. That's kind of my mindset. I think that it really is just a like a behavioral psychology kind of mindset of I just need to break that. But but I can't seem to. But with the amps, I'm the same way. Like if I'm playing Brad Paisley, like I want to play through my Dr. Z, not my Deluxe Reverb. I don't have yeah. anything Marshally, but that's where the uh, quad cortex hopefully is going to come in. So
0: yeah, hopefully
1: I get a lot of my different amp sounds through pedals. You know, a lot of times. So,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but I mean, it's hard to beat a good amp. Like when I hear your Marshall plugged in, I just think, dang, I need a Marshall, and you know, yeah. the gas strikes. <laughs> so yeah, amps I I feel like are more consistent. So I don't mind trading those or selling those because I know I can get another one. It's probably going to sound just the same and. And that, that's probably not true because they do sound a little different, but for the most part, I think they're a lot more consistent than guitars because guitars are so, oh man, I mean, you, you got to connect with it in a different way and, and pedals for sure. Pedals to me are just like commodities. It's like, I'm just going to trade those like people trade, you know, Bitcoin or whatever. So, yeah, I definitely do. Guitars are the most personal connections that I have with any sort of gear.
0: I agree. My big thing between the two guitar or amplifier and what is it? Of course, space is still a thing and disuse. Well, that's still a thing. But if I'm not using an amplifier, Mm -hmm. I'm more likely to get rid of the amplifier than the guitar. Yeah. You know, part of it is this. And I realize that this is vain and this is probably that whole corksniffer thing that maybe we'll talk about in the future. but. I feel like the guitar that I'm wearing says more about me than the amplifier I'm playing through. Okay. That's fair. And so the guitar is an extension of who I am and the amp is an extension of what I'm playing mm-hmm. and both are equally important. But I also find that one amp defines my sound better than one guitar. Okay.
1: Yeah, I agree, I agree with
0: that. And so because of that, I'm I'm really happy with having less amps and more guitars, and mm-hmm. so that goes down to the if I got space for something, I'll have space for a guitar yeah. before I'll have space for an amplifier. But of course, I have my minimums. Mm-hmm. I need to have a tube amp. I need to have yeah
1: my Marshall. That, that's funny too because I, f- I find myself being super jealous of the guy who just has one guitar and one amp. Oh yeah, I want to be that and. I I mean I'm getting closer to it, but I don't think I'll ever completely be there. But man, I I see that and you know, you see a guy and every time you see him he's playing that same guitar. Maybe a tuner and a couple of pedals and an amp. And I'm just I I don't know where I went wrong. (laughs) I think it's probably, you know, doing retail (laughs) therapy instead of doing practicing. Maybe. But I feel like I'm in a decades long nosedive and I'm finally starting to pull out of that and say, Okay, I'm 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 getting back on track and I'm starting to play more and, and obsess about gear less. And so that's been a, been a really good thing for me. I don't pick up a guitar anymore and think, ah, oh, yeah, this is a guitar is OK. Every time I play it, I think I love that guitar. There's nothing I want more than this guitar. So that's, that's a good place for me.
0: Absolutely. Actually, there's one other thing that we should mention, which is pedals. And it's interesting because I will hold on to a pedal forever without selling it. And I think a lot of it has to do with space. Okay. you know, it's just easier to hold on to it. Yeah, but I will hold on to it forever. And part of it is because it starts to turn sentimental. Keep in mind, you're a pedal guy. You are a pedal junkie. Mm -hmm. You have pedals, you'll get another pedal and then you'll replace it with the same pedal, but a different color. And then, you know, then you'll change it to something else and onward and onward and onward. I cannot deny any of this. For me, I get a pedal. And then I use it. And then I take it off my board and I stick it in a drawer. Yeah. And then I get a new pedal and I use it and then I will stick that in a drawer and I will just keep doing that until it's been like three, four, five years. And I'll go, why do I still have this pedal? Yeah. And then I'll go ahead and get rid of it. Yeah. And so I've got a whole drawer full of pedals, whereas I will not have a closet full of guitars and I will not have a closet full of amplifiers mm-hmm. you know yeah that makes sense so it's really it's quite different i don't know what what is your take with a pedal i don't know I, to
1: me i've never kept a whole bunch if i'm not using them i get rid of them that's always because i i use my guitar fund it's like one comes in one goes out and so i've always thought of it that way i have recently bought a few that i decided not to put on the board so i just got these little ikea shelves Yeah. Started putting a few up there just because they're cool you know, decorations if nothing else. But the ones that I have bought and then sold and then bought again and sold and then bought again, I finally just said, you know, forget this. I'm not I'm not gonna do this again. I'm just gonna put it up there. And when I wanna buy it again, I'll just go grab it and try it out. And if I don't love it, then I'll put it back again. So yeah. I do have a few right now that are up there, but but not a whole lot, honestly. I'm pretty happy with what I've got. And you know, I've I've gotten to the point where A um, low to mid-gain overdrive is a low to mid-gain overdrive. When you're playing by yourself, you know, you may hear like a mouse farts of a difference. But whenever you've got drums and everything playing it, it doesn't sound that much different. So that's kind of where that's kind of where I'm at right now. And it's like I said, it's a good place. I'm in a good place all around. I
0: really am. Oh, yeah. Well, you actually taught me a while ago. The Line 6 M9, it's really something you should just, no matter what, keep in the closet. Yeah. Because you never know when all of a sudden you're just going to decide you need a Univibe. And then you'll play with it for a week, and then you'll go, why would I ever want a Univibe? Yeah, right. And so you were able to scratch the itch. It's Mm -hmm. not as good. It's not as lush. It's not whatever. But at the same time, it scratched the itch. Mm -hmm. And there will be a time where you go, you know... I need to do more multi head delay, and it's like, uh, no, you don't need that. You're not, right? You're not the edge. Yeah, no. it's not going to happen. So, <laughs> right. you know, it's stuff like that that that's one that you got to keep. And for you, that would be your duelist, your mm-hmm. light, light speed, ego yeah, compressor. your nobles, your ego compressor, right? Yep. And so those are those kinds of things that's like, yeah, you just got to keep them. Yeah, and actually. I agreed with you. When you got the Klon again, you said, you know what? If nothing else, I'm just going to leave it on the shelf. Yeah. And I was with you. I was like, yes, do that. But now you sold off this tiny little pedal that from the very beginning you said you did not love. I know. I didn't. I, did, I didn't. And you ended up getting rid of that for more than twice yeah. what you paid for it. And then... Got something that you've loved before that you got rid of because you went, I need some money. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. And so essentially by being true to yourself in the sense that you went, this is not my kind of pedal. You were able to get the lost love. Yeah. And that's that's
1: kind of cool. That's and not poetic. only that, but I ended up basically I got a mini Z for 300 bucks.
0: That's the Celestian gold, by yeah. the
1: way. <laughs> I mean, that, the, the, I think those are like right around 200 bucks. Yeah, for the ten inch. Yeah, yeah, they're expensive. So I mean, I I yeah, I know because I bought a twelve inch one and I thought, dang, I cannot believe they're that much money. But yeah, I I think that's a great way to look at it, and yeah, I'm pretty proud of of my choice. So I'm I'm happy with it. And like you said, if that pedal was a hundred fifty dollar or two hundred dollar pedal, I would have sold it a long time ago. Yeah, you know, there's been so many shootouts, and the Wampler Tumnus and the Soul Food and the Archer, they sound. So similar that so you close. can't tell a difference. Yeah, yeah. And well, so, and
0: you even mentioned the whole HX effects being the same thing.
1: Yeah, yes, I know. There's nothing about it other than cork sniffer.y That's all it is. Yeah, I know. It's kind of like you know at Christmas time when when the kids want the new whatever Nintendo or PS whatever Xbox whatever, you know right. they they just create a frenzy around it and then everybody wants it and then prices go up and it's like is it really is it really worth it? Not really, but I was lucky because, you know, for all I know, and who knows, Bill Finnegan is, I mean, seems like a nice guy, but he is weird about his business. He may start churning out KTRs sometime and they may start selling for 300 bucks all the time. And if that's the case,
0: okay, good. I just doubled my money for it. Yeah, very true. Actually, I have a couple of pedals at my disposal right now Mm -hmm. that I was thinking about and I went, if I actually owned them right now i have them in my possession mm-hmm. that are worth lots of money and yeah. one is one i let you borrow I know. which I is the it, ts10 yeah yeah well because it's so expensive and it's like there's so much hype behind it it's not worth it to me no. but it's worth it to somebody it is funny enough i made a ts808 clone from build your own clone mm-hmm I did it probably back in like 2006. So this pedal is vintage now, okay. right? Because it's been around for so <laughs> long, right. Right. right? And, oh, it was way back in 06. Um, I don't know why all of a sudden I had a smoker voice. <sighs> oh, it was way back in 06. Anyway, um, but so it was way back in 06 that I made this thing. And I said to Eli, you see this TS-10? He was like, yeah. I said, this thing's worth probably about 400 bucks. He was like, what? It's like yeah, and you know why? Because Stevie Ray vaughn used one for like a day, mm-hmm. and now John Mayer thinks yeah. it's the greatest thing ever. That's right. So therefore, this pedal that my brother got for like fifty bucks, yeah, back in the nineties, is now worth like four hundred bucks. Yeah, and I said you want to you want to test between the two, and so my nine year old and I, we went blind testing between them. And we both agreed the TS-10 did not sound as good as this thing that I made back in 2006 from When you were learning how to make pedals. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. And so it's so funny that that ends up happening. You know, it's like, well, there you go. But what I can say is they both sounded really, really good. Yeah. So it wasn't that one was better than the other. And in a band mix, you would not notice the difference. No, you wouldn't. But, you know, I think that honestly... If I had four hundred dollars being offered to me and I actually owned this TS ten, I'd probably hold on to it. Because yeah. the fact is is that John Mayer isn't gonna get less popular. And Steve Ray Vaughn isn't gonna get less popular. And to have something like this at my disposal in front of me is super cool. It's nice mm-hmm. to be able to go, Well, he says he could get this tone with this. Yeah. I don't need to sell it. So keep it. Sure. And the reason why I know that that's how I would react to that is because the other pedal that I have at my disposal is one of the first 500 FZ1 Gibson Maestro Fuzz Tone pedals. Oh, yes. This pedal is the first fuzz pedal ever made. Yeah. Well, the first run of 500 Mm -hmm. and I have it, I've touched it and I've used it and it sounds like absolute garbage, (laughs) but why it's so cool is because they didn't make very many of them. Yeah. Yet it is the sound on Satisfaction by the Rolling Stones. That's right. And so whenever I go, man, I want to hear that. I want to know that tone. Yeah. I plug it in and I go, dang, that sounds terrible.
1: Uh, <laughs> you play one riff and you're like, oh, that sounded good. Yeah.
0: Dun dun, 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 Yes, I can't get no. Yes, I did it. Satisfaction.
1: I've been, I've been thinking all podcasts. I'm like, I have not got him to sing yet. And I was like, how am I going to do this? And whenever you said something earlier, whenever you're like, "If I had four hundred dollars," I was thinking of that bare naked lady song. If I had a million dollars, if I I I had had four
0: hundred dollars,
1: I was gonna try (laughs) to feed that one to you. But man, I was really gonna have to shoehorn that one in. I appreciate it. You're welcome, John, (laughs) Lloyd, Barbara, Beth, of course, and Nick. I salute you all. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. So good. (laughs) Your mission from now on is to get him to sing in every podcast. Well, I tell you what,
0: I set myself up for that one, but (laughs) I couldn't help myself. It just is what it is. Yeah. Well, that should probably bring us close to the end of what we're talking about. Because, you know, the idea is thinning the herd. We've talked about kind of some reasons and some things. But one thing that we have not talked about is in thinning the herd, what about regrets? Do you have any regrets about things that you've sold because you decided? to thin the herd
1: well they're not I wouldn't say regrets I have more I wish I still had them. you know not regrets really but I've gone through a number of silver face and reverbs that I bought for 400 bucks and yeah. champs for 300 bucks and 350 and my one though that I wish I still had and I kick myself for oh I'm still so mad at myself I had a 65 Blackface Fender Deluxe. Not a Deluxe Reverb, but a Deluxe. I remember that one. Again, I just, I ended up thinning the herd probably because I needed to pay something, whatever, and uh, somebody offered me a good chunk of money for it, and I thought, I don't need a vintage Fender amp, and I sold it, and now I wish I had it because it's probably worth double what I got for it now, you know? So that's really it. I mean, back a long time ago, I was able to buy a Chet Atkins Gibson guitar like one of the acoustic. Hold on, one thin. of those
0: ones that's like a piezo and it's like yes. crazy thin. Yeah. Yes. One of those had the and stars on the fretboard. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I had one of those and and I don't remember the circumstances. It was so long ago. I I want to say I bought it like at a pawn shop or something. And then I ended up selling that too. That's another one I wish I had because Chad is one of my all-time heroes. And he honestly I I cannot believe I haven't mentioned him up until now. He should be on the bingo card for sure. But Chad Atkins is is one of my great hero. So yeah, I wish I sell that one too, but I mean, there's pedals along the way. I wish I had lots of amps, lots of amps. Um, but I don't think there's really any guitars that I have regret about. I'm good with, I'm good with all of them.
0: Yeah. I have three guitars that I think back on and I have regrets for selling. And the only reason why I have regrets for selling them is because my sons have started to play. Okay. And I got them for cheap. I sold them for more. Mm-hmm. But it would have been nice to have them for my kids. Yeah. One of them was a Gibson SG Standard in black, which okay. we already talked about. Is not my favorite color. Yeah, yeah. But this SG was really nice. The reason why I got rid of it is because it had neck dive. Oh, yeah. A lot of them do. Yeah, I was like, man, I I can't handle this. But at the same time, the amount of money I had into it was $500. Mm, And it had DeMarzio 36 anniversary pickups in it and 500k Born Pots. And it sounded awesome. It just had Mm -hmm. that neck dive. Even though it had the neck dive, my son Owen would have loved it.
1: Well, you say that now, but
0: once he started playing it, that neck was constantly going like that. Yeah, maybe yeah, he would be as inspired decision. to play. Yeah. That's possible. The other one is one that he definitely would have loved as well. And I had, I don't know if you remember back in the early 2000s, Gibson did this faded series. Like the yellow oh, yeah. DC yeah. faded and mm-hmm. the red DC faded. I had a yellow DC faded, which had the nitro finish on it. And it okay. was beat up but not beat up in the sense that it was all dinged up. It was just heavily played. So like the lacquer or the, the nitro was just completely right. stripping away from it in all the right spots. And I picked mm-hmm. it up for about 500 bucks with a case. Nice. And I owned it for about two months and I went, you know, the next real thin, I think I'm going to go ahead and sell it. And a buddy of mine who I went to church with said he was interested but, you know, budgets and all that kind of stuff, I went, you know what, I'll sell it to you for what I bought it for. Mm. And so I sold it to him for 500 bucks. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, like a year later, that thing was worth 650. And I went, you know, and yeah. I kind of wish I had it back because once again, Owen or Eli, my two kids, would mm. have loved it. Yeah. The last one is actually probably a little bit of a surprise to you, but I owned a Squire J Mascus. Oh, yeah. These are nice master. guitars. And it has a flame maple neck. Yeah. It is absolutely gorgeous. And I decided I was going to go ahead and sell it because mm-hmm. I was like, a Squire? I, I mean, I am <laughs> surrounded by PRS, Gibson, yeah. Fender martin taylor gretch i do not need a squire anything and there's that cork sniffery coming back again you know it's an omen we got to talk about it but because of that i went i'm gonna go ahead and sell it and so i sold it off but fortunately the person i sold it off to i could probably convince to sell it back to me oh really because i sold it to my dad oh really I did not. Yes, know that. he has always wanted a jazz master. And okay. I said, Well, dad, I've got the perfect one for you. And I sold it to him. My
1: nephew, he saw one of those and he was just playing on it one time. He's like, I really like this guitar. And, you know, I was like, Oh, good. Okay. Yeah, it's nice. Whatever. And uh, I kind of just wrote it off or whatever. He just kept talking about it and talking about it. And, you know, no, I've never played a jazz master. His dad never played it. And so I was like, Where's this coming from? I mean, he didn't know who Jay Maskus was <laughs> like nobody. No, no, I don't think anybody
0: does. Dinosaur Junior.
1: <laughs> and uh, one day he just texted me. Hey, I just bought one of those Jazz Masters. I was like, really? Yeah. So I was like, wow. And so I played one. I was like, yeah, it is a nice guitar. And then we went somewhere else and Oliver picked one up and he's like, dang, I really like this guitar. And so I've just every time I've seen one, I played it and it is always really, really good. They're
0: just, yeah, they're solid. They're really solid. Yeah, they are. All right, well, I guess that probably brings us to some final thoughts. Yeah, it's closing time. It's closing time. Time for you to go out to the places you will be from. Yes. I'm not going to sing it. No, I'm not. Come on. You already got me. Nope. Mm -mm.
1: (laughs) Do it. Yes. Come on. You know you want to.
0: I know who I want to take me home. That's all you get. That's all you get. (laughs) That's all I wanted. I know who. Okay. Now it's stuck in my head. That's That's a great song great it is it is okay but i digress once again you know when it comes to final thoughts when it comes to thinning the herd i have a buddy of mine who said his rule of thumb is don't buy it unless you're serious and then you never have to worry about selling it and that person is the guy who owns the 66 telecaster the 68 telecaster the 59 mm-hmm. Junior Double Cut, the 73 Les Paul Custom, the 70s 12 string Rickenbacker. He has all of these guitars. And of course, he's an old guy now, you know? Yeah. But he owns all these and he doesn't regret any of them. Of course, he's also the guy that owns like 4K guitars. Okay. So <laughs> there's that. But he never sells anything, he yeah. won't do it. Yeah, well, that's just that's some people's personality. But with that said, at some point you hit the threshold of, you know, maybe that was a bad idea, maybe I shouldn't have that. Maybe that's taking up the space of something that could be inspiration for the future. And so that is my suggestion to anyone who is lying on the couch, much like yourself, and is trying to think, what is it? that I should do should I thin the herd is if you're not using it and you're for sure not going to regret it then get rid of it and if you don't know if you're going to regret it maybe hold on to it for six months I agree with you and also I equate it to
1: back when I was younger and dating you know there was a time where it's like you know I kind of I don't know that I really want to settle down I just kind of want to date a few people kind of figure out what I really like you know some of them worked out and I thought yeah this girl you know could be something special and Whatever. And, and, you know, sometimes you're just instantly like, "Eh, I don't think so. This is not a good match for me. But when I met Kim, it was like game over. Like, that is, she was the one. Like, I mean, I have never doubted it for a second in my life. Like, that woman, God meant for me to marry. And I feel the same way about guitars. Like, there for a while, I was just grabbing every guitar I could find. I was like, just give me every guitar. Whenever I played that Danocaster, I was like, this is it. Like, I don't want any other yeah. Telecasters. And so in a lesser sense, that's kind of how it was. And so I'll tell you, it was easy for me to never date another person again when I met Kim. And it's the same way with that Danocaster. It's easy for me not to have gas anymore about other guitars when I play that thing because I'm that happy with it. So I yeah. hope that everybody finds a guitar that they're that happy. But it, like just like with girls, you know, it took me a bunch of guitars to get through to find exactly what I wanted and what I needed. Yeah, but once I found it man I'm happy with it and so when you find a guitar you love it you play it all the time and don't bother with other ones get rid of them that's what I think
0: yeah no that's all great advice well that concludes our time of the Tweed Couch Guitar Therapy Session if you like what you heard leave 5 stars in a review also don't forget to check us out on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter at The Tweed Couch until next time